Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to Create or Die Trying with Sagai on this wonderful day. This wonderful Monday, yeah? How was your weekend? Hope you had an interesting weekend. And for those who have been fasting for all the entirety of the Ramadan month, well, it's about to come to an end. I think it's uh, today is the last day of Ramadan, so um, happy Eid al-Fitri to everybody out there. I hope you guys have fun celebrating the end of the fast tomorrow. And I hope the blessings and the lessons of the month last way beyond uh, the period of the month itself. So uh, welcome to the show again. It's always wonderful to be with you guys. Now, uh, quite a lot of things uh, on, on, on topic for today, but uh, chief among them are two things particularly. Um, I'll be giving you an update on that wonderful event that you um, uh, attended last year. Remember Unicorn 2018? Well, Unicorn is coming our way in 2019. And we have Abiodun Isiaka Rashid and Tunde Mo Aguda joining on Facebook. So thank you for tuning in on Facebook and on Instagram Live. Please uh, join us as soon as you guys are out there. So we'll be giving an update on Unicorn. And the fact that Unicorn is inviting you to be a part of something that is awesome besides its event that's coming up in october this year yes um the organizers of unicorn cica and bahia consulting are putting plans together to ensure you get another awesome um experience of the unicorn uh coming book convention by october this year so that date has been announced already and a lot more communication about that will be coming out now before all that happened they're asking you to be a part of something groundbreaking a groundbreaking project and they're inviting all creators of comic books um and other related ideas to be a part of it it's called the unicorn comic book anthology they are putting together a comic book anthology a collection of comic book stories that is part of an international campaign towards bringing african history and culture to the diaspora so Watch out for that, and it is tagged Asian Heroes and Modern Giants. Before the show runs out, I will give you more details on how to get involved in that if you're a comic book creator listening to this show. All right, so stay tuned for that. Um, during the course of the show, we'll do that. Our topic today is an interesting one. I was brought about largely by an experience I had in the course of the last two weeks, um, talking to people in the business uh, world regarding comic books and animation and all the things that my company does. And realizing that one of their major concerns is the fact that creative people are not concerned with process. And the funny thing is, upon analysis, the benefits of processes to the creatives is so intertwined, it's, it's completely uh, mind blowing to, to find out about that. So, um, Furum John is standing on Facebook. Furum John Baba, thanks for joining us on Facebook. So, our topic today will be looking at uh, particular topics to analyze what it is. We are looking at creativity versus process all right um we'll be looking at issues of why uh, creatives are so creative i mean why and how chaos is not it's not creative then we'll look at process itself what exactly does it mean then we'll look at if process we have the question if process kills creativity why we also delve into the understanding that uh process is vital to creativity and we'll detail how exactly process helps creative the creative process. And while talking about the creative process, we'll also be looking at the creative process itself as an entity. It's not something that is often discussed because people assume that creativity is instantaneous. You just it just happens, you know, that there's no process to it. So we'll talk about that and then we'll look at how process can help growth in the creative enterprise. Okay. So as always, if you are tuning in for the first time where well, you can watch past episode of the show on my page on Facebook 
or log on to www.anchor.fm to listen to podcasts of previous editions of the show. And it's always a discussion. We are not giving you a lecture here. I'm just sharing my thoughts and experiences with you, and then you can contribute and comment about it as well. Someone is going to learn something from whatever we share on the show today. So get ready. Let's get this show on the road. Uh, we have Okunde Adeneya tuning in on Facebook as well as Nkendelen Princess Odugu. Nkendelen, thanks for joining us. All right. So first and first, why so creative? You know, uh, there's, a, there's an each, a, a huge issue with creative people. Uh, we spend so much time being creative that we don't see anything else but being creative, okay? And then we even forget how we do the thing we do. I mean, we, we think creativity is something that is that just happens. It's like, for us, like breathing. I mean, how many, when was the last time you, you took note of the fact that you are breathing or that your heart is pumping? It's something we do spontaneously. We assume it's always going to keep happening without paying attention to the fact that it is happening due to a particular process, right? We know, we just ignore the way it happens. You know, the creative idea just hits you on the head out of the blue. So you assume that, eh, come on, it's effortless. I just have to sit down here and then I create. But it's not like that, is it? And then when you realize that um, the, the process is there and it operates by the entire uh, creativity activity that you engage in is actually a process. You begin to see things differently. Now, take an example of things that we take for granted. Uh, your hand moves to the, block your eyes because something's called project, uh, a projectile is hemming straight for your eye. Now, you think that is just instinct. Your hand just went there to protect your eye. However, there's a process to that. Your sense, your sight sees something, senses it, and sends it to the brain. The brain processes it, uh, uh, calculates the distance and what is required to actually protect itself, and then sends signal to your hand to move into that calculated position, and then danger is averted. All that happens in such a quick, at such a quick pace that you don't even notice that process. But to deny the existence of that process is to actually deny how your body itself works. As, 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 as a unit. You know, we often think that creativity thrives in chaos. You know, freedom. I'm free to do everything I want to do. I can just explore without any kind of thing stopping me or holding me back. Um, and then that often very easily leads us into the creating for creativity's sake uh, pit, right, that most people fall into. Thanks for tuning in. Say hi. Anshala, thanks for saying hi. Thanks for joining us. And Akitaba, my co-host. <laughs> Afisala, thank you very much, Akitaba. Thanks a million. I appreciate it. All right, so we often think creativity exists in chaos and that the freer we are, the more creative we get. However, chaos is not creativity. Creativity is a process. As we'll get to analyze as the show progresses, we're going to look at the creative process in its entirety. All right, then... You also see these things with creative people. You know those creative persons who, because they believe that chaos is what uh, brings creativity or freedom to express and explore is what brings creativity, they try to do something different just for the sake of being different. And then oftentimes, more than often, they actually end up making things worse or more com complicated. They don't end up solving the problem. They end up creating more problems to solve in their um, uh, need to be freely expressive and to create differently, all right? Those who do things not because it's better, but because it's different. So you begin to just create for creativity's sake, not because it solves a problem. Remember, one of the core things about creativity is it is 
finding a link between two or more things that previously had no link towards solving a problem. Creativity without solution, without creating a solution, without solving a problem is essentially just you uh, being different for different sake. Okay? So uh, there's a process to everything and it is completely true about everything. There's a process to making cake, there's a process to making ebba, and you can flip around the process all you want, but if it does not make the ebba better, if it does not make a better cake, there is no point in that process. All right? So the essence of the process is to make sure that a result that has been achieved prior can be replicated. You can add to that process, you can improve on that process, but to completely change the process would completely change the outcome. And their outcome is not better than the previous one, you have not improved on it. You have only just changed it for change sake. All right. So for a lot of creatives, uh, we think our creativity is born out of us just being different. I just need to be separate from this other person. I just need to be separate from this other idea. This computer, no, why is the screen up? Why not down? Why can't it be on the side? Why can't it fold like a paper? But we just create things. Uh, it, it, it's similar to the idea of a creative person making a, a waterproof tea bag. You know, I mean, it, it sounds innovative, sounds different. The waterproof tea bag. It's different from all tea bags in the world, but it's absolutely useless. You know what I'm talking about? So, what's the essence of putting tea in a bag that you cannot extract the tea from? All right, so we need to uh, face that as creative person that creativity does not exist in chaos. Creativity itself is a process. You are free to create so long as you are solving a problem. Okay, the only question to ask is. Always, with whatever you're doing, you're trying to create differently, will it make it better? If it won't, then you have not improved. I was having this argument a, a couple of days back with someone regarding um, advancement and development. How you can advance something without the, the users or the people that you are advancing it for being developed. Okay? I mean, the phone is still the phone. It is advanced, it's smarter, it does this, but it's still the phone. It makes calls and it receives calls. So effectively, uh, as the phone developed into something else, uh, no, it's still a phone. You have layered on several things on top of it. You have advanced the phone. You have added more things to it. But you might not have actually developed it into something better than what it was. Okay? So that is number one. Um, why so creative? You need to know that being a creative does not uh, require that you exist in this chaotic world. Okay? So number two. What is process itself? Let's look at process or oh, structure. In fact, the one word most creators don't like to hear is structure. So I enter this company and there is this way things are done. Structure, I need to operate at this level, I need to operate this thing, I need to deliver so, so, so amount of stuff in this particular day or deadlines, deadlines of all things, you know? And we talked about time, the timing and time management and all last week. So that, that keys into this. No. Now, by definition, Process is a series of actions and steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. Please note that definition. A series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. Note a series of actions, doing, all right? Activation, making things happen, and then achieve a particular end, a goal. There's a goal at the end of it. So it, it represents a message of action and goals you do to achieve. Okay, it is what you do to achieve goals. Now, let's look at something. Now, uh, one of the greatest stories um, of inspiration or creativity is the story of Isaac Newton, so Isaac Newton and the apple. And has become one of the lasting and iconic examples of creative moments. You know, that time when something hits you on 
the year, then aha, uh, it's a symbol of that light bulb moment, that aha moment. Now, what most people forget, however, is that after uh, 1666, when this particular incident of the apple uh, happened to uh, Sir Isaac Newton, he worked on his ideas about gravity for nearly 20 years until he published his book in, in 1687. All right? So we only remember that first link that was created when the apple fell on his head. What simply happened at that point is the point of creativity, that, the spark of it. That is when the spark started. But the entire thing we know about gravity today based on his work is was not based on that one day. All right, he worked on that idea. He, he broke it down, separated it, compared it with other things, calculated, recalculated, checked out other things, tested and retested a couple of things before oscillating the laws of gravity. Okay, for publishing that book that we all know about, that we used to know him for. So the falling apple was merely the beginning of a train of thought that continued for decades, that eventually led to the final idea that we are learning about today. So creative thinking requires our brains to make connections between seemingly unrelated ideas, okay? Creativity requires process. To find a link within something, it's a conscious effort, it's something you have got to pay attention to, all right? And remember when we talked about creativity in past episode, we did mention the fact that creativity does not exist in a vacuum. You cannot create without information, without data. So you get information in before things happen. Finding a link between two or more things, the two things or more things that there are no links mean that you must know those two things prior to the link being found. Okay, you can't find a link between things that don't exist. So, with that understanding of uh, creativity itself being a process, does process or structure kill creativity? All right. Now, the argument in, in corporate circles between creative persons and people in management or business is that once you structure creativity, creativity begins to decline. That if there is a process to it, then people just don't come up with the best ideas. However, the bestest, best ideas come up within structured environments. Okay. The skin is that structure can kill creativity. Note that there's a can. It depends on how it's used. If a process or structure is built on fear or limitation mindset, it will definitely kill creativity. Okay? Likewise, and this is important, likewise, creativity can kill the creative process or processes in general and then lead to chaos. Now, why you might be thinking chaos is where creativity thrives? No. Chaos is just a problem that needs to be solved. And solving that problem requires, wait for it, process. Okay, there's a process to solving problems. There's a process to creative thinking, all right? Now, uh, uh, without uh, processes, uh, things are being created and nobody will know why they are being created or what is being created or how it's going to be achieved or even who it's for, okay? So the processes, process is what forces a creative person to ask the questions of who, what, where, why, when, you know? Ask all the questions, what if, why not, why this, why that, okay? However, the two uh, uh, entities here, creativity and processes, must exist side by side at all times for either one to be fully functional. This is why either one can kill the other and either one can bolster the other. Creativity definitely will enhance the process because it constantly reviews and modifies the process as it goes, while process helps creativity to constantly grow and create new things. Okay? So it's a necessary tug of war that exists between the two 
idea. Because ideas generated is one thing versus implementing that idea. If, if you ever, um, I mean, for the little people that work with creative people out there, you realize that for most creative people, the idea comes easily. Like, no, they have this idea, oh, they can do this. But when it comes to getting it done, putting that 99% perspiration that comes after the 1% inspiration becomes a, pro a problem. So if a creative person does not have a process for implementation, such ideas languish and oftentimes don't get done or delivered on time. Creativity leads to invention, while structure transforms those inventions into marketable products and solutions. Please take, that, take note of that. Creativity leads to invention, leads to innovation, while structure transforms those inventions, those ideas, those thoughts into marketable products and solutions. Mm -hmm. Remember, the end of our process or the end of creativity is to be applicable or to be applied to people's lives towards changing, towards helping people solve problems. Okay? So, Matishela says, you are welcome there. Thank you very much. And then Kelvin Mwachuku and Joseph Dai, I just joined on Facebook. Thank you very much for tuning in again. Okay, so in isolation, either one of these ideas can destroy a creative enterprise or a creative person. If you focus too much on creativity, you're just not going to grow as rapidly as you would if you just uh, if you combine creativity and process. Likewise, if you focus purely on the process, you're not going to be as creative as you possibly can be, and you will end up stagnating as a creative person either way. So uh, if they work together, things can happen. Now. Let me, let me quote something that I, 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 while researching for this, I found Steve Jobs saying, Steve Jobs, the legendary Steve Jobs says in one of his last interviews, you know, those interviews that people are just digging up now. Um, I watched the video, so I know he's not a doctor. Um, there's a tremendous amount, he says, this is what he says, there is a tremendous amount of craftsmanship, aka processing, uh, evaluation or reviews in between an idea and a great product. And during that process, the idea changes and never comes out as it was initially generated. Okay, plus there will be trade-offs you have to make as the idea evolves. Things that sound great, but won't eventually work in the execution of the idea itself. So here it's Joe was talking about the fact that uh, there's a great deal of processes involved between an idea and that idea turning into a product or a solution. And at the end of the day, the idea and what comes out at the end might not be completely similar. Because as you are processing, you begin to ask some questions. You begin to find out the things you can keep and the things you can't keep. And then that helps you uh, refine the idea and create a better product at the end of the day. All right? So creativity is a process, and your creative skills are likely determined by whether you approach the creative process with a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. I've always talked about this um, uh, with people here at the studio and ICS, that for every time a problem presents itself where a client shows up, um, we should not go into it with a, a mindset that's fixed. We should look at it as an opportunity to grow. All right? Now, a fixed mindset is like this. A fixed mindset says um, that, look, I would only be able to do everything my talents and abilities uh, can undo right now, and they are fixed and unchanging. I'm an illustrator, and that is exactly what I do. Now, in a growth mindset, you believe that your abilities can be improved with effort and practice, all right? So a growth mindset person asks the, the question prior to any new thing, what's the worst thing that can happen? And that begins to formulate the things to avoid before they happen and often leads to that person getting better at creating and 
producing better. And then before you think intelligence is an important factor um, for people creating better. So uh, a lot of people uh, tend to think that uh, only the smartest people create the smartest ideas or the best ideas. Uh, there's enough research out there to say that um, intelligence does not equate better creativity. All right, the smartest person doesn't always generate the smartest ideas. Oftentimes, um, uh, the not so smart persons are the ones with the brightest ideas because, and we've talked about this on the show before, um, information is required for creativity, not genius. All right, you don't have to be a genius to create. Jelly Atiku, our brother Jelly Atiku is tuning on Facebook, and Marina Philip also tuning on Facebook. Uh, Marina says, Great job, thanks, Marina, and Bucano de Souza. Bukano de Susa joining. Uh, I hope I got that correctly. Bukano de Susa. All right, thanks for tuning in on Facebook. So, it's um, it's not about your genius level or how much intelligence you have. It's really about your ability to process the information that you get mm -hmm. as a creative person. That word is going to keep popping up whenever we mention creativity. There is a process to creativity. You can only create when you follow those processes. Whether you are the smartest person in the room or the least smartest person in the room, ideas can come from just about anybody with the right set of information. So that comes to something. Um, what is the process of creativity? Now, there's a variety of um, um, talk about what constitutes the right process when it comes to creativity. Is this the right way to go? Is this not the way? How exactly do you create? In fact, there was a question that came out uh, about how whether creativity can be taught. Can you teach people to be creative? All right, and you teach creativity. Now, I'll, I'll try and answer that after listing these things out. Uh, but let me talk about the uh, process of creativity so that the five stages of the creative process. It's not, might not be five in other things, but these five have been identified as the most uh, likely process for the creative uh, thought process. Okay, so the first stage is the preparation, preparation stage. That's the stage where you are absorbing information. This is a core part of creativity. We have talked about it as the fact that as a creative person, you cannot limit yourself to only what you know. You must continuously read outside of your comfort zone. You must find out as much as you can, learn and know as much as you can about even things that are not related to you at all, all right? So that is the preparation stage. Your mind absorbs information. And here's a fun fact. Ever since you were born, everything you have seen come across, uh, uh, touched, and, and experienced is stored in your brain somewhere. Do you have access to this information? Maybe through some link that may happen when your brain encounters a present information that links to an information from way back. I'm sure uh, for a lot of us who have encountered, uh, we have experienced those days where something happens or you hear a song that you know you have never heard before, but there's something telling you you have heard it before because you know the rhythm. All right, chances are you are present subconsciously. Somewhere 40 years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you heard that song, but only in person, only while you were busy doing something else. But that song has recorded itself in your mind since the first day you heard it. So you have basically gotten information whether or not you like it. So the goal of this stage is to get you to consciously, intentionally uh, search for the information. Okay, acquire that information by yourself, reading as wide as possible. So that's the first stage of the process of creativity first. The second stage is the incubation, incubation stage. All right, now this is the part where the mixing starting, uh, the mixing starts and where uh, you let your mind find the link for you. 
All right. Um, this is where you let your, your, your subconscious do the work. Okay, this is where you start to let your mind do the heavy, heavy lifting. Oftentimes, happens when you're sleeping. Oftentimes, when you're doing nothing, maybe taking a shower in the in the toilet or something, or when you are just lying down on the beach or sitting in the garden doing absolutely nothing. When your mind is free to rearrange files in your in your brain, that is the incubation stage, and that can happen quickly or take time on what you're trying to solve. Okay, so. The second stage is incubation. The third stage is the inside stage. All right, this is the inside stage. This is the part where um, all the information you have had have been processed and turned around by your brain and your subconscious, and then two, three things link back in your thought, and then you have that aha moment. Okay, it is the most popular part of the creative process. That's the part that people hear. That's the part that people see. When you bring that idea forth, when you say it, that is when people know that, oh, wait, that's a great idea. Now, the entire thing that led to that could have been from two years ago, but the idea is only seen today. Could have been from two weeks ago, from three days ago, from 24 hours ago, but it is what you're saying now that is the idea that everybody says. So the inside stage is the aha moment. That is the most popular, but that's what everybody, uh, uh, see as the creative part of the process, okay? That, that's, the, that's when creativity actually happens. However, the first and the second stage are the actual backbone of the creative process itself. Now, here comes the uh, fourth and fifth uh, stage of the uh, creative thinking process or the creativity process. The evaluation stage is number four, okay? Now, this is the part where you begin to question your idea. Whether the idea has been pushed forth on the whim when they link, or you have taken time to you sit down yourself and ask about this idea. Okay, exactly what is it? Uh, you you take the idea apart, like basically what we call it in ISIS is the fragging uh, status. This is where you take the idea apart and try to put it back together again and see if the same image comes up. Okay, this is the part where you dissect the solution and search to ensure the solution at its core does not become another problem. And then if you have the problem, the problem is discovered within the solution, you know exactly what to do. Uh, Balogun Corridor on Instagram. Balogun, thanks for tuning in. Uh, so uh, you deconstruct the idea, you get input from other people, find out more about it. Basically, you question the idea for its true worth. This is the um, part of the creative process that most people skimp on. I have this idea, I've told you about it, you work with it. All right? But the evaluation stage is the part that actually refines the idea into something that becomes completely useful. And oftentimes, this is what we end up doing at the brainstorming session uh, for creatives when we sit down to talk about an idea. We make the evaluation a collective thing. Somebody brings the idea, so he has had the first, second, and third stage of the creative process. And now the evaluation stage is being discussed with uh, other people trying to solve the same problems so that they can bring their own ideas to it and then begin to refine that idea into something workable. Mm -hmm. Now, moves on from that, the last part of the creative process, and this part is really important. Remember, we said the creative uh, creativity is about finding the link between two or more ideas that previously had no links towards solving a problem. So there's an end to that, towards solving a problem. How do you do that? The fifth stage, the implementation stage. This is the work stage. This is 99% perspiration level. This is the implementation of all the ideas, all the things that you have broken down from the entire thing that you have been talking about. Yes, you have um, evaluated the idea. You have seen whether it's really going to solve the problem or not. Now to ask the question, how? 
How can you bring that idea to life? You know, there's a Yoruba adage that says, hey, no, don't roll for. All right, it's, it's easier to cook when you're just talking about it. You can cook soup by just talking about the process. All right, but the actual soup will not happen until you begin the physical implementation of that soup. So, this stage is the critical part of creative ideas. A lot of creative ideas stop at either the aha stage or the evaluation stage and often never get into the implementation stage. And this is where the process or structure of an environment, whether within yourself as an individual or within a company, is required to get those ideas out. In fact, you will notice on the evaluation stage immediately that process is required. Because when you all sit down, talking to people, let people look at your idea and break it down, they are going to be asking you questions about its implementation, about its actual physicality, about whether this idea can work in real life. Okay? So, process is required for the last two stages of the creative thinking process, the creativity process. So, you realize that structure will be required to get the idea into reality. All right? So, best manager Jumbo and Saburi Akindele, Uncle Saburi turning in on Facebook, as well as Rollins Scott. Rollins, thanks very much for joining us. Now, with that, we realize that creativity is a process in itself, and the process involves a structure, all right? It's something that needs to be followed, that if you um, jump around too much, if, for instance, you don't get to the evaluation stage or get to the implementation stage in an idea, you only need to take it back to the very beginning. More information is required, uh, more uh, incubation is required, and then evaluation again before taking it down into the implementation stage, okay? So it's a process in itself that's structured. And if you jump to implementation without having information from the very beginning, it won't work. What are you trying to implement? You don't know. So that will not happen. And that is the structure of the creative process itself, which even makes it completely irrelevant that you have, um, I mean, impossible actually to have creativity versus process. Creativity is a process and they have to work hand in hand towards making sure you can create better. So if creativity itself is a process, why is it that a lot of us don't really want to follow uh, structure? Well, let's just say, uh, like we mentioned some of these things last week in the episode on time management, it's like we don't get it. Uh, we have been taught by society, by ourselves, by fellow creatives, that um, structure is the enemy of creativity, that creativity is best when unchecked or controlled, like, like creativity left to run amok is the best where you can get uh, uh, creativity to work. However, as valuable as creativity can be, every publisher and every person who produces anything out there that is of creative value will tell you consistency is far more valuable. All right? You know that you will only be able to trust somebody if they're able to deliver on what they said they would deliver every time. If it's dependent on whenever they feel like it or if they think it's okay to do it, then you're definitely not going to count that person as something valuable to what you're trying to achieve. So consistency is more valuable because it's harder to produce. It requires people who are passionate about and who are great at process, at creating a structure, at following things in steps, okay? And that leads to a statement that uh, goes around in the corporate uh, world regularly, that execution trumps innovation. Take that to the bank. Execution trumps innovation. It's oftentimes not who has the best ideas. It's who gets that idea out first that wins the cake. 
Okay, so being able to create is one thing. Being able to execute your creative ideas is way, way more important than your ability to create. Because if you cannot deliver or execute your ideas, you will most likely not be creating for too long. All right, and then we know that execution, getting your ideas to become uh, practical or physical, will require a process. So creative persons can sometimes be reluctant to admit, and this is funny, they can be reluctant to admit that they actually um, uh, perform within a process, that what they are doing is part of a process. Remember the process we just highlighted now, but uh, the, creative, um, the creative process we just highlighted. What you are doing is often the first three parts of that process, and the last two requires other people to come in and make this thing happen. So your creative idea on its own is pointless. It is part of a particular process that leads to execution. Okay, so part of this is um, uh, what makes creative people not agree that they are working in the process, maybe to keep the illusion of that freedom of, uh, uh, of uh, I'm not being controlled by anything, I can go and do anything and any way the way I want, is some of the things that actually makes them more creative, uh, but it's usually just about arrogance, all right? I mean, we think we know a lot more and that other non-creative people don't get it. You know, they just don't get it. This is the process, this is how I do my thing. You know, just leave me for like 24 hours, let me buy this music, you know, when the spirit flows, I'm gonna get it done. Okay, uh, no, that's not how it works. You need to work towards getting things to be executed. Now, consistency is why process is vital to creativity. In order to keep you creating, a process needs to be created. A structure needs to be implemented. Structure needs to be on ground to ensure that your creativity continues. All right? Um, uh, creativity ensures that we're able to generate new ideas and um, innovate things and, and all of that. While the process structure is what allows for the realization and implementation of those ideas. If a scientist has a number of ideas on how to build a household robot, it's like, fine, let me look at it. Uh, the designers of a car, the, those artists who create uh, curvy looking cars, fantastic looking cars and sketches and 3D softwares and all of that, their cars are nothing but fantasy unless an engineer is able to actually work through the process of making that car happen. All right? Same goes for the scientists with uh, an idea of a household robot. It's just an idea. Okay? Uh, once the scientists supply that idea, to build the household robot, it is, that is when innovation is applied. That's when structure comes in. That is when people can now begin to uh, uh, implement such an idea and make it reality. Okay, so now let's look at why uh, creativity is so uh, vital. I mean, why process is vital to creativity, why you must completely imbibe the mentality of structure or process into whatever you're doing to make sure you can create better. Chaos uh, accompanies a lot of creativity. We know that that sometimes you're just throwing a lot of ideas out, you're throwing them all over the place. Uh, however, not all creativity is good. You know that out of the 20 ideas you're going to generate, chances are it's only one of them that will become useful or implemented or will actually be an actual solution, all right? So it is not enough to just be able to create a variety of things. What is important is to be able to work within the process towards actualizing them. And you know there are a lot of people who do that, uh, being able to, uh, create things that are already great or just creating something new out of something that's already working fine and then ending up spoiling the entire thing. Those kind of things often 
destroy structures of businesses. And if you are running a creative business, well, I don't even need to talk to you about the fact that you need structure and process. So with that, let's see how process uh, can help in uh, the growing of the creative enterprise. Um, from everything we've said so far, it's good to realize that uh, we're not pitting creativity against process or structure. The first thing to know is creativity is a process and therefore structure is what helps creativity happen. And a structure cannot operate without creativity. Now, if you are going to succeed in your enterprise, not just in creating stuff, you will need structure. Structure and process are your best friends. Good process actually helps creative people get more done. All right? And I know this is it. Um, we had um, a, a digital painter on the show a, a while back who described his own process for digital painting that actually made him uh, make sure he gets a lot more work done because he embraced not the chaos, the chaotic workings of a creative person, that I'll do it when the spirit moves me or when I feel like it or when one particular song plays and all that. Instead, he created a process that says, do this first, then this, then that, and this. And that will give you 25 minutes on one page. Okay, so a process, a good process, creates a, a, an opportunity for the creative person to create better. The other process culture also uh, provides a platform for creativity. Okay, now one of the things that we talk about is um, structure provides guidelines. Because oftentimes most creative people work with uh, uh, a motor that we used to uh, work with ICT use that we modified a little bit back there that uh, there's creativity without limits. That I can just create no restrictions, no borders. However, modify that to creativity with purpose. Okay, so what structure does is sets guidelines to say, look, the people we're trying to create for are this age, they operate in this market, they work in this place, and they wear this kind of clothes. With those guidelines, you know that you're free to roam around so far as within that room. Now, if you are doing another project, if you're working on another brief, definitely you will not be working with those guidelines again. You will have a bigger field to play with, a different field entirely to play with, and then you can play within that field. One way or the other, it helps you achieve your primary goal as a creative person, solving problems, providing solutions, okay? So it lets your people know that, look, so far I am within this particular uh, guideline. I can innovate, I can create something different, I can change this, I can tweak this around. So far, the end is achieved. So far, the goal is that you remember we've talked about process in this definition. It's a series of actions or steps taken towards achieving a desired end. Okay? So, so far, the desired end is kept. Everything works. Okay? So, so let, let's just look at um, uh, quickly things that to, to look at to help make sure you can focus on the creative process and then let process help your, creative, help your creativity. As a rule, don't just surround yourself with creative people. Get to work with some process persons. And I think we have said this before on the show, as a creative person, if you're either, you're either going to do it yourself or get people that think about processes to be involved in what you're trying to do. Udo Oanele tuned in on Facebook as well as Stanley Bentu and Wayley Ashewo. Bye, Joe. I think I, I, I should buy Joe. I hope I, I, I got that light, really. I'm sorry. Uh, so there's that. And then um, also get in touch with your process side. All right? Everybody has the other side of the brain. We are not completely left-brained or right-brained. You can't access your right or left brain as required. Be conscious of your creativity. It is not a magical act. 
It happens because you followed the process or you allow a process to form within yourself. Okay, so be conscious of your creativity and then engage your structure and process side to ensure that you can keep uh, creating. Okay, and one of the things you can do is to constrain yourself. Carefully design constraints that can uh, help you in sparking creative thinking. When you're trying to solve a problem, set for yourself parameters that you're not going to go beyond. Like, look, I'm trying to create something for this purpose, so achieve this end. So, with that in mind, you can create and gather information and process the right information towards solving that. And also, broaden your knowledge. Broaden your knowledge would always help your creativity read beyond your immediate scope of, uh, of knowledge. Whatever it is that you think you know right now, good. Read about it, but then read beyond it. Okay? So, with that, we've come to the end of this particular topic for today. We've analyzed it, and then it is uh, safe to say, completely, following a process, operating in a structure, is completely, completely, absolutely required if you are going to create better as a creative person out there. All right, so thanks again for tuning in. Um, for everybody that's on Instagram as well as on Facebook, uh, Balogun Koride says, How do we deal with the fear of ideas being stolen when shared with people or a team of creatives? Okay, now I, I think that's one of the fears of creative persons. Balogun Koride, you are completely right about that. A lot of creative persons are afraid that that bright idea that they have in the corner of their room uh, would get stolen if somebody else picks it up or hears about it. Well, let me, then let's try and look at it in two ways. First and foremost, you can protect an idea, but you, are, you can only be able to protect that idea after evaluating it enough to know that you have something worth protecting. And that may require that you get other people involved. All right? Then two, um, look at it this way. It is possible that when you share your ideas with people, they might take it from you and use it in their own way. But it's also mightily possible that they might just end up giving you a better way to implement that idea while they go home with the idea you had in the first place. I can tell you how many times an idea has come to me that I have thought it to be the bestest, best ideas, and I've shared it with people. And believe me, at the point of sharing it with people is when I realize how silly some things are in that idea. And when I fully realize that I don't have this thing well thought out, do I? Okay, so oftentimes your best ideas will become clearer once you share it. So it can be stolen. Then you modify it. It came from you. You had the original idea. You can actually modify it. And then look at one thing. Ideas are like um, radio waves and every human being out there is ready. You know with only the right tuning, everybody can get the same idea across the globe. All right, several civilizations created things from, and there were, dis, there were distances from each other, but they were able to think of the same ideas across the seas, across continents. So your idea that you think is so unique, so uh, wonderful to just you, someone somewhere might actually be using it. I know how many times my car designs have ended up being on the road while I'm thinking that, man, that's a lovely car concept I have there, woo, oh, hot. And then you're walking on the streets two years later, and bam, you see exactly that same car design. It has happened more than once. So you think you are the one with the idea. You have written it down somewhere in your room, you have locked up in the vault, you think nobody will get it. Well, ideas, like I said, are radio waves, people tuning and can get them out, out there. So the best of the deal with the fear is realize that you can always develop it better than your initial idea came out okay 
that's just on the best. So now let's look at what we all I promise we're going to talk about at the end of the show today. Uh, the Unicorn Anthology, uh, titled The Age of I mean, uh, Theme. The theme for this Unicorn Anthology is Asian Heroes, Modern Giants. Asian Heroes, Modern Giants. And it's an anthology of comic books that we're putting together from across Africa, actually. The organizers of Unicorn this year are using that as part of the program to publicize the event, raise funds for particular things to happen across the globe regarding Unicorn. It is going to go to schools outside uh, uh, Africa, for uh, Africans in diaspora particularly, to be able to re-engage with the African culture and history and our present day stories as well as the past stories. Now, there'll be a selection criteria if you are going to be a part of it, if you are interested in being a part of the Unicorn Anthology. Uh, first, um, it is no, um, the pages that you submit for your collection cannot be more than 20 pages, including the cover art. So that is one page of cover and 19 pages of comic book story to submit. And then it must be finished images, lined, lettered, and colored. And then submission will include the cover art, and then there will only be digital submissions. I will give you the link for the submission uh, into the comment section uh, as the show runs now. So they've got to be um, expressive and unique artwork, which must be your own work. I don't think we need to stress that enough. It cannot be a copy of someone else's project. You must submit an original uh, project, whether it's been published before or it's something you've been working on for quite some time, looking for a way to get it published. This might be the opportunity you're actually looking for. Now, only complete projects will also be taken. There is no, uh, I'm, it's only going to be 10 pages, so I'm still working on this. I've got 10 pages done, I'm still working on, no. You, your project has got to be complete at the point of submission. And the storyline has got to be unique, imaginative, and creative, as well as based in African culture and history. Well-researched, and if you are going to use any uh, reference to historical uh, facts, you should mention those references in there because uh, part of the uh, reason for putting this together is to share specific um, ideas and, and things about our past and our culture with Africans in diaspora, all right? Now, note that that doesn't mean you're going to give us everybody loincloth and people flying and throwing spears and arrows. No, it can be contemporary, but factor in history and culture of the African continent, all right? Now, as part of we incentive to ensure that when you create this, you're not just throwing the, uh, your content out into the Unicorn Anthology, Portions of the funds raised will be accrued to the creators whose works are accepted into this anthology. And then the work and the company that's built around this story will also be included in the marketing campaign for the Unicorn fundraising. And then also your stories as a person, as an individual, will be featured in the anthology and on Unicorn social media platforms. All right. So the submission process is that you fill out the Google form and it includes everything that you need to put that there that you can attach your work according to that. A lot of things will be done and once your work is selected, you will be contacted to uh, get things going quickly. Now, this is just an opportunity for you to be a part of something totally, completely unique and awesome. Now, I've just, I'm gonna share the, uh, that Google Docs, uh, yeah, Google Docs link is actually shared in the comment section there. If you are interested, if you are a creator, who has a comic book project I've been working on, whether it has been published or not, and you would like it included in the Unicorn Anthology for 2019, this is an opportunity for you to get that happen. So click on that link, get to the Google Docs 
and send uh, your details to the organizers of Unicorn. Remember, it's happening this year in October, as well as a variety of other comic conventions. I think Nigeria is constantly bubbling with activities in the comic field and area. All right. Uh, oh, uh, some of your TYA, TWA, Graphical are uh, just joining on Instagram. Thank you for joining us. Well, if you are like uh, uh, TWA, Graphical, turning right now, well, you have met us at the end of today's episode of the show this is the power we're closing with thank you very much for tuning in and remember that while you're trying to get everything you're trying to get done stick to your creativity process and ensure that structure becomes a friend that you use all the time and then um, for those just tuning in well you can watch this episode again uh, on my facebook page the video will be available in a couple of minutes after the show ends or you can log on to, log on to www.anchor.fm to listen to podcasts of past episodes well, available on that and until i see you again next week well Barka, the Salah, the Muslim brothers and sisters out there. Happy Edo Fitri. Tomorrow is the day. I think it's been officially announced that um, fasting ends today and we can all go uh, on with the celebrations for the end of Ramadan tomorrow. So uh, have a lovely uh, time tomorrow and keep the celebrations to an interesting one. You know, you see, have work for the rest of the week. As I always say, you are responsible for what happened during the week and you are responsible for its awesomeness. Make it awesome. I'll see you guys next week. Have a wonderful salad.